podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What does Nicholas Latifi have in common with Berliners in November 1989? Can't stay away from the wall. (laughs) 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 Might surprise you to find out that is an original. Wow. (laughs) History meets Formula One meets Nate Saunders. Meets my birth year. Yeah, my birth month. I was born a day or two before that came down. So thanks, mum. Did you, Nate, so presumably this came up on the plane where you get all your best jokes. Was that one of your favourite ones that you came out with? The only one that you came out with? No, there was a few. um, But this actually, this was actually because I've been waking up at like 5am on the dot with the jet lag the last two days. (laughs) That one was actually yesterday. I woke up so early and it was so dark outside. And then I was just like, well, I better do a joke. I better get a joke ready for the pod. And I don't know why, but I was probably thinking about the Berlin Wall, <laughs> having a few history-themed dr- dreams, and uh, yeah, it went in. So I quite liked it. There's two others, it. but I might save them for another pod. I don't want to ruin them all like last time, you know, when I said loads. Yeah, you, you overdid it then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll stick to that one, and then I might drip-feed in the others. There's one that's, that's really good, um, but I need to save it for a certain race. Well, okay. how does he do? Okay. Um, so you get a bonus point because it's a Nate original. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to give you eight out of ten. Nice. I'll take that. That's pretty good. I like an eight. The thing is, the thing is, the the rating system. We forget that an eight is still brilliant. But Lawrence, yeah, Lawrence hands out so many tens and nines because of you know my joke quality is fantastic. Well, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. I've, I've offered some low scores. Yeah, yeah true. Well, let's not. I, I do forget about those. I just <laughs> I, I, I solely focus on the good ones. Um, but no, I, I'll take an eight. It's good. Welcome to the Padhock, a podcast featuring stories following Formula One around the world. I'm Lawrence Bretto, F1 correspondent and presenter. I'm Chris Medland, F1 correspondent at Racer. And I'm Nate Saunders, associate editor at ESPN.com. Wee, we've got his job title. There you go. You guys have got my job now. Yes, straight off the bat. Yep. Well, no, I mean, you know, when, when, people, when people ask something of me, I deliver sometimes. Well, thank you. Um, yep. And you're delivering today um, because... Thanks. Nate has just run over from an interview with David Coulthard at a golf club. That's where Nate and I are. Uh, Lawrence Bretto had to leave us and has gone to his balcony at his hotel uh, where he is calling in. So that's why it's... So apologies if it's a little bit windy, a little bit noisy. And also, this is the first pod we've ever done where I can't see Lawrence because <laughs> we've, got, we've got a funny setup here and uh, Meadows is using the laptop so he can see Lawrence there. Mm. I can only see Meadows. Which I'll be honest, is still a good view, but I prefer when I can see both of you. Oh, hey. Hey, uh. <laughs> um, and to be fair, your head, Nate, is looking surprisingly unburned, seeing as I've just watched you do a 10-minute interview with David Coulthard sat in the blazing sunshine. Yeah, yeah well, I, I thought I was, more, I was more protected from the sun under that umbrella, but I really wasn't. No. I think it's going to be red <laughs> in about 10 minutes, but, um, but we're not just here being decadent at a golf event, are we? No, we're not. Um, in fact, uh, that's, uh, we're gonna, that's a cliffhanger. We're going to leave people. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah sorry. I, that's the thing. I can't see the run plan that you're looking at. That's so. all right. Um, it's, it's review time because actually we've had a lot of them. Noise. Right? So everyone get ready. Uh, if you can hear background noise, yeah, we are at golf club. And we're on a terrace and people are chatting and moving around and looking at us strangely. And they're going to look even more strangely when I read these out. Our reviews. Uh, the first one comes in from Fast and Furious C. Via Apple Podcasts from the USA, so 
We are in your homeland, Fast and Furious C. Um, it's titled The Big Three of F1 Pods, five stars, and says, what do a Drive to Survive OG, a Playboy F1 correspondent, and the greatest storyteller of the modern age have in common? They're on the Paddock podcast. <laughs> I thought the thing was going to be, they're all Lawrence Barretto. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, or they're all Chris Medlin, even, with the Netflix. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that could have... It could the only have been me. Yeah. Um, the greatest storyteller of all time. Of the modern age. Yeah, I thought that was a bit, that's of, a, bit of a stretch. That's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Well, it gets better for Nate because the rest of the review says, my favourite part of a post-race week is Nate Saunders' 60-second recap. <laughs> I may stop watching the race because it never lives up to the 60-second tapestry oh, woven by Nate. Too kind. Uh, fun to listen to three guys talking F1 from a journalistic perspective who are also fans. Lots of great insight into the sport and entertaining to listen to. Uh, one suggestion, Lawrence and Meadows should each try the 60-second recap. Thanks I agree. I agree. Absolutely not. We're not treading on your toes. I agree. No, because I think sometimes, you know, I, I think the fans want to see it. The fans want to hear it. Um, and also sometimes I'm, you know, I'm like, well, I'm lacking motivation for this one. But maybe we could, maybe we could have one where we all do a 60-second review of the same race and see how it goes. Oh, I, so oh, I like that. And then people can then rate them. Yeah, 180 seconds of, of goodness. From the lads. I'll behave you too. Anyway, more more reviews. Um, next one comes from Source Dexter in India, which I think might be our first um, review from India. Says, Thank you, Source Dexter. It says, a Formula One podcast that you didn't know you needed, which a lot of people say. Uh, five stars, where I always look forward to the next episode. It's utterly... Oh, sorry. In a world of millions of F1 podcasts, I couldn't find a single one where I always look forward to the next episode. I should start. That's start really nice. I? So, yeah, lovely. Uh, it's utterly random what they do on the podcast. I mean, they talk golf. Yes, we will. Uh, squash, karting, and everything else on the planet. And in between all the chaos are pure gold nuggets about F1, and I absolutely love it. I do not know how 35 to 45 minutes pass. It's amazing what a squash champion, a karting champion, and a comedian can do when they get together. <laughs> Fucking hell. I don't, people are, too, <laughs> yes. people yes. are way too kind. Yes. I love it. Um, oh, I love being called a squash champion. I know I'm not really, but I love being called a squash champion. So I think, uh, I think the way this will record, Bretto's going to have to turn off his uh, video because he's just become <laughs> the most was, digital. That was hilarious. Ama- like your celebration, Bretto, was amazing, but also very, very strange. So you might want to um, yeah, disappear from view. I'll do the same. That might help. Um, sensational work, Bretto. Incredible. Um, uh, so on to the next one from Phoebe in New Zealand. Uh, it says, normal, normal blokes chatting about extraordinary things. Five stars. It's hard to claim you guys seem normal when you're doing things in a field as crazy as F1, but listening to this show feels so chilled and casual while, while being super informative, funny, and entertaining. Wow. Uh, I only found this pod recently, but your questionable opening jokes and insights into the world of F1 <laughs> have become a welcome part of my drive to work. Uh, thank you very much, Phoebe. Yeah, yeah thank you, Phoebe. Oh, thanks, Lovely. Phoebe. That's, that's, that's a really lovely nice. one. Um, and we've got two, two more to go for anyone who is just bored of reviews. Like We've had a big, we've had a big week. We're going to milk it. Uh, and this one's got a great title from uh, Dino Montreal. In the USA, it's called the Gator Tunnel of F1 podcasts. <laughs> I like, I like. Good callback to the last yeah. episode, yeah. Oh, and a, as an aside, before I read this review, we talked about the Gator Tunnel. I think if you look at the like above circuit map like layout of the track here, it looks a bit like a gator's head. Oh my god! It looks a bit like a crocodile or an alligator. Sorry. I think I know what you mean with yeah. the big back straight, like it, it, and, it, and, it, and the way it like, cuts in. Yeah, yeah. genuinely. Wow. Take, a, take a look and tell me how stupid I sound. Um, <laughs> so the review says. Oh, Barretto is having a look. Sorry. Here he is. Dialing in. No, no. I'm all good. I'm all good. I'm all good. I am here. I am here. And You're I can't help. So I'll just go back to being quiet again. Good. Yeah. Shut up. Uh, <laughs> we don't. 
Like, you should have been here with us, having to go off and do important Look what we've got to deal with, listeners. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, so the Gator Tunnel of F1 podcast also gets five stars. It says three F1 journalists, in quote marks, which is fair, <laughs> go into a tunnel and something purporting to be a podcast comes out the other side. Will it come out a gem of Formula 1 brilliance or a poor joke followed by off-topic banter? Or both? Will 49% of the facts be lost in the Gator Tunnel? Will an intrepid hero fend off death in a foreign land? Will we hear a description of a sandwich? Tune in to find out. That's amazing. That's really good. Dino. I love that. Great oh, that's work, great. Dino. Thanks. Thank you to everyone who sent those in. Uh, and, um, last one. Still oh, one. sorry. I, 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 premature. So um, this isn't the username, I'm pretty sure. But it's the username has come up as best F1 podcast going. Um, <laughs> From the USA. Maybe, maybe it is a username, but it says, uh, Megapod with Mega Blokes, five stars. As a reluctant, um, reluctant American who grew up in England and misses it every day, these lads make my week every week and keep me supplied with dad jokes. Yes, we do. Uh, thank you all for the insightful F1 chat. While not taking yourselves too seriously, I'll be listening to this week's episode while on the plane to Miami for marshalling duties. Oh, so sweet. If any of you three are after a good time, come on out to turn 14. That's where the party is. Sweet. We might well do that, or we'll send Nate because it's hot. Yeah, 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 and uh, by then I will be red raw. I will just be like a beetroot colour because it is warm here and I don't deal very well with the sun. But, um, um, yeah, that's um, that's a lovely, lovely set of reviews. Yeah, really lovely. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. And there's also a tweet actually I need to read out. Um, I've closed Twitter, but I'm going to find find the tweet because it relates to you, Nate. Oh, God. Uh, and it was It's not about OnlyFans, is it? Because no. I told people I don't share the link. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've been called out right here. So, uh, Katarina, <laughs> or Katahade. Um, has replied to you, Nate, to one of your tweets, I think, from today, that just says, so will this be the first and possibly only time you'll be willing to willingly talking golf on the pad hoc? I did see that, yeah. <laughs> and yes. Why? I think it is. Well, as I teased so delicately earlier, um, we are at the Miami Beach Golf Club, and there's a there's been an event today with none other than Sir Tom uh, Sir Tom Brady, yeah, Sir Tom Hamilton, who's our colleague at ESPN. Who's my colleague at ESPN? Covers Formula One. I'm just names. I'm just flustered because you know we're near we're near where Tom Tom Brady's sitting. So Tom Brady, uh, NFL goat, and uh, Lewis Hamilton. So Lewis Hamilton played golf together. There was also NFL legend Marcus Allen. Uh, they were raising money for um, a couple of causes. One was um, it's mainly charity for youths in Miami, but it's a really fun event and um, a really cool example of the kind of things that are happening this week around the city to promote the event. Um, and just really cool. I mean, I don't know if you guys are the same, but there's something really interesting about seeing different sports people from different sports who are considered to be among the best in that sport meeting and doing something competitively because you can see how competitive they are and you can see why they make what they are like this was a, basically a fun one of them was a driving challenge where they had to it was who could hit it furthest then there was a chipping challenge and marcus allen who was he said he was 62 which is insane yeah, because he looks shape. insane like he's he looks like he's about 40 um he was kind of goading brady a bit and you could see the more the more the playful goading there was they were like well i've got to have five more shots and you can see that even when they're doing something like that they're so competitive with each other. And it was just great seeing them interacting and stuff. I thought it was a really cool event. So I was loving it. And, and I was just in, I, I had my, my, uh, my Bucks hat on, hoping Brady might see me. I was a bit like a, like a teenage girl at a One Direction gig. <laughs> but <laughs> or Beretta at a One Direction gig. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Well, <laughs> my statement stands. <laughs> um, but I tell you, there was uh, a stunning moment where Marcus Allen was like, right, I think to settle this, because it's looking close on the chipping challenge, we should all pick someone from the audience yeah. in the crowd, um, which is mainly media and a few guests and stuff. And, um, and he was like, yeah, we should pick someone. 
and he knew who he wanted and he, he picked a girl out who was in golf gear so I think he was like we want a winner here but when he when then Tom Brady turned around you see him scanning and you could just tell Nate was like pointing at his cap like pointing at the bucks <laughs> like but the thing was he said I want Chris to do it so he wasn't talking about our beloved Chris Medland but for a second I was like no way <laughs> like because Chris was next to me and I was like are you f- are you are you for real and he, he was talking about one of the guys that um, he came in on, on his golf buggy with him. Yeah, I think he's his manager or something like that. Yeah, and clearly, clearly does not play much golf because the shot which followed was not very good. Um, I think he was I, trying to humiliate him, wasn't he? Which is pretty rude. But so uh, let, me, let, me, let me give some insight into what's going on in my brain at that moment. Was I was like, part of me does want to do this because it'd be pretty cool for Brady to be like, come play golf. But then I was like, do I want somebody who I consider to be a sporting hero of mine to see me actually try and do a golf shot and immediately think this guy is... Just, you know, he's not worth my time. So I was thinking to myself, there's a real conflict here. You know, I'd rather, I'd rather, rather he didn't know who I was than he did know who I am and think that guy was terrible at golf. That big red <laughs> beetroot who I, I asked to, to win me a golfing challenge against Marcus Allen, who, yeah. So I don't know. Um, but it was great fun. As you can tell, we've had a lot of good fun. And um, weather is incredible as well. Like, just ridiculous. Like, this race, I think this race is just going to become known for people who come to visit as just, you know, spending a lot of time in a great city, getting probably getting sunburnt and yeah, just spending way too much time in the sun. In fact, as I speak, I can see Lewis Hamilton is walking over to us, not to do the pod, sadly, although... He might. We, we ask him. If we can catch his eye, we'll ask him. I'm sure, sure he'll be very receptive to that. Yeah. Um, I'll paint the picture while we try <laughs> and do that, where, because even Bretto can't see this picture having left it. Um, but yeah, Miami Beach Golf Club. So we're sat on a terrace where we're next to a nice, lovely curated bit of grass that's behind a tee or what looks like a par five for any golf fans. But it's just lined with palm trees, um, and it's just gorgeous sunshine, blue skies. It is proper idyllic Miami Beach, what you'd expect. Yeah, massively. Uh, oh, Nate's failed to get Lewis on the pod. Sorry about that. So no, sorry. Yeah, that was all. Of, that was that was me. I, he just walked past. He uh, didn't. Um, shocking. But um, yeah, I I did actually want to see if we could have got someone on just to review Nate's joke. I actually asked for David Coulthard, and it didn't happen sadly. Mainly because they've all been outside, and it is really hot. So they all wanted to get inside to aircon. We're not allowed in there, us no. peasants. So we're sat outside. We are luckily table. in the shade, otherwise you wouldn't be hearing me on this pod. You'd just be hearing me kind of melting in the corner. Yeah, um, but it, it's, it's a beautiful setting uh, in Miami Beach, which is not where any of us are staying because that would be <laughs> far too expensive and yep. far too far away from the track. But um, when you come down here, this is kind of your quintessential Miami Beach vibe that you kind of think of. And now here's Brady coming in. Oh, here, so yeah. Tom Brady's about to walk past us. And if I say his name loud enough, Tom Brady might know he won't. Oh, <laughs> no, I think he heard you say because there was a little smile on his face. Yeah, oh, no, he's shaking, oh, he's shaking the other Chris's hand. I was going to say he might reveal There's only one joke. Chris. There's only room for one Chris in that man's life. I said to Nate, if, if Brady would rate your joke, like, we should do it. But then he was like, no, because it's an F1 joke. Yeah, it's very niche. He's not and again, the same, the same rule applies. He'd be like, why has this guy wasted 10 seconds of my time? Um, precious, precious seconds. Yeah. You know? But um, there you go. So for anyone who, for, for everyone who can't see, which is everybody, even Barreto, who can't what a see compelling commentary that was exactly. for two minutes. We've had Lewis Hamilton and Tom Brady walk by, and we, you know, we've achieved nothing with them. But there you go. We. Y- so I'm gonna. I mean, the title of this pod already <laughs> is uh, podcasting with Tom Brady and Lewis Hamilton. They're not on it, <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're podcasting. Yeah, they, they are, are here. loud. They're here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there you go. That is going to be the biggest clickbait title of all time. But I'm here for it. And if if you did listen purely for that reason, you're a sucker. <laughs> and we got you so so please keep listening and uh, yeah that's Medlin's fault it is my fault but somewhere hang on I can go with <gasps> nice 
Couldn't help myself. Sorry. Oh, very nice. I like it. I like it. It's all here and ready. So, um, so Bretto, what what's been on your uh, to do list in Miami? Well, well, just quickly, um, Nate, I want to see. I want to know if having watched your hero Tom Brady tee off and actually is quite good. Has that inspired you to want to take up the game of golf? Absolutely, absolutely so not. The next time, hang on. So for the next time he does a charity <laughs> challenge, and they call some of the crowd, and you've been practicing golf, and you are selected, it could be you. You should be a lawyer, Lawrence, because you've got me. You caught me in a trap. Uh, maybe that is a good reason to play. I might just go to driving ranges and do that, so that I'm I'm confident enough to to hit a nice swing. Uh, There's one right over there. There's one very close to us. Probably about I don't know 50, 60 yards away. Yeah, I'm not sure they'll let me on with my jeans and my, my T-shirt. That's true. Probably dressed a certain way, haven't you? Yeah. Ah. But no, I mean, to answer the question, Lawrence, uh, I still, I, I, I'm, I'm only talking about golf because we just saw the greatest of all time do it. And, um, it and does yeah. sound like you're still indifferent to it. So I'm very indifferent. I will, um... <laughs> I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to think of something you know, entertaining to say about golf, but I really don't have anything. I do like, there's a quote about golf I like, which is Robin Williams. Um, and he said, golf is just a good walk spoiled. So, one of no, many. No, it's a it's that. a great walk enhanced. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was actually him, but I saw it in a book and it said it was him, and that means it's true. That means it was him, right? And how often would you go walking around a golf club without playing the game? I don't know, all the time, because they probably cut up like a lovely country country walk, and we're like, let's put a bunker here, put a gator here. We're in Miami. There was a little lizard, wasn't there, walking across the the? Little. It looked like a massive iguana or something. Yeah, like yeah, big old big old boy. And like Brady pointed that out, and it looked. We, we joked it was a gator because it was a long way away and it was fairly big, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't a gator. But it could be. But it wasn't. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm now quite glad that I'm nowhere near there because I am very scared of alligators. So, um, in fact, actually, when we pick someone to play golf meadows, um, make sure there's no alligators around. Okay, um, that's, that's just for Nate's No, that would make knowledge. the story more entertaining when you tell it on the pod after. So do, <laughs> so do, do pick gator. We are one of you to have a, a ball gobbled up by a gator. A golf-hating gator, <laughs> which I'm sure there's lots of. <laughs> that's why. That's why they all. Cool that's why they're always interrupting golf games. They're like, "Would you stop with this game?" Um, I just realised as well. I'm um, saying this in the middle of a golf club, and there's lots of golfing. Yeah, and you're talking about around. golf being rubbish, and you don't like golf. Oh, right, look. I mean, yeah. Come on. To be fair, I don't, I don't think you're Miami about. To, yeah, I don't think you're about to become a patron of Miami Beach no, Golf Club. I think they look at me and they're like, "You know what? We can afford to lose this one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need this guy here." Um, yeah, so Barreto's just hint, hinting at the fact that we're going to try and play some golf on Monday if we can before we leave. Uh, mainly because we've all been pretty flat out even since arriving here and we'll be all weekend, so there's no scope to do it beforehand. Um, hang on, hang on, hang we on. We did hang go to on, baseball yesterday. On. You said flat out. Yeah, that's not flat no, out. Pretty, you guys going to the baseball isn't flat out, is it? That game started at 20 to 7 in the evening, I'll have you know. It and was flat out I enjoyment think. of baseball. I had been up and working since 8 a.m., so I think I'd done a full working yeah, day. Yeah, Medis, I can att- attest to that as well because I was with Medland, not doing any work while he was working next to me. Yeah, in a bar trying to watch some football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, watching Liverpool play. Um, but, Mr. Barreto, so what's on your actual to-do list? You dodged that question. You don't want to tell people how famous you're going to be this week. <laughs> um, I am going to be heading to the track because this evening there'll be a launch party launch event um for the miami grand prix and all the drivers are going to attend so i'm going to be with a camera in the green room uh interviewing the drivers i'm sure they'll be delighted that they're in a room where they can eat snacks and wait until go on stage and they're gonna have to talk to me as well 
Um, but that is uh, the main focus of my day today. And then I'm going to do a track walk uh, tomorrow morning and then hopefully chat to Pierre Gasly um, after nice. that because he's obviously been here a couple of times beforehand, uh, specifically here to, um, in Miami to come and have a look at the track. So he will he's probably got a better view of most people, um, I think, of, of the venue. So those are the kind of first early things that I've got uh, this weekend, plus um, a bunch of writing, hopefully, that um, you guys will find interesting to read. Or us. <laughs> no, you I don't read, read your my stuff, Lawrence. I was on. talking... I was talking to the dear listeners, you know, who I hope will read the stuff that not just me, but you, Chris, and you, Nate. I think, um, I think all the listeners rage quit after Medland revealed his clickbait title was clickbait. Maybe. Well, you don't know. They're still around, and we've probably got another, I don't know, 10 minutes of this pod to go where they could come back. They could. It's not like live radio. They could just pause it and come back. I suppose they could come back. Yeah, you're right. They could pause it. No, 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 no. Brady and Hamilton could come back. Oh, I see. I'm so sorry. It's it's too hot, guys. Yeah, today, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm disintegrating as the pod going goes on. On on that so though, are we on, can... Sorry, I was just going to say on on like uh, the event we've been at today. This is when we do regress into being normal. So, a lot of people ask about you know drivers and what it's like meeting them and hanging. Well, I say hanging out with them, but you know dealing with them regularly and stuff like that. And it's like yeah, it's cool, but because you do it so regularly, it does become a bit more normal and you just get to know them as normal people and that sort of stuff. So it probably just takes the edge off of that feeling of like, I don't know, being starstruck by someone. But when you do get someone like Tom Brady, who you don't get to cross paths with very regularly at all and who is, yeah, one of the greatest has ever been. Nate is frowning because I didn't say the greatest. Um, and yeah, you, you rarely get to see that. You are like, you know, we're taking lots of photos and recording the event that they were doing and just kind of laughing at every joke they made, whether we found it funny or not. <laughs> Yeah, um, it was like it was like Tom would be like, "Hey guys, we're like, <laughs> absolutely, genuinely." He <laughs> yeah, did turn yeah. around at one point because we were just stood right behind them on this um, kind of like setup they had behind where they were teeing off, and he just turned around to his golf bag at one point and then just looked around at all, us all and was like, "Hey guys, how's it going?" And of course, everyone's just like, "Yeah, great, 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 great. Hey, 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 great. Yeah, yeah really good, 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 good." And hey, you can hey. see he kind of was like, <laughs> "I like doing that." Yeah, <laughs> but then must uh, be quite fun. What was quite nice was someone then asked him about his golf bag he had, um, and it was like the logo on it and he started explaining that it was the the one up in Boston that he used to basically have a house on so he knew people that got him in as a member and stuff and he had a bit of a you know a bit of a chat and a joke and spoke about things it's, it's nice to see when you get that mm. um but we don't get that opportunity very often so we were all over it and um, loved it I think like Nate's doing a good job here of just keeping his eyes on the room in case he walks out yeah so I really am I'm it. just looking behind Meadows I'm like is, is that him it's not him so sorry Brett I cut you off no, that's all right. Um, on the subject of this golf day, I was really impressed at how decent Lewis was at golf. Like, I don't get the impression that he plays all that often. Um, and he said, he didn't definitely he? Hit. He said it was three years since he played, I think. Yeah. So, and he hit it every time. A couple of drives were dead straight. His chipping was actually pretty good. Mm. Um, maybe just all elite athletes are just good at all sports, like have got a baseline, good level at sport. And then because they're just talented people. I think so. so. There's certain yeah, things. I was impressed. Lewis was asked beforehand about, you know, whether his driving focus and, like, feel and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, that, that kind of touch almost would help him in this golf game. And he was like, actually, yeah. Like, certainly the focus, like, the way you need to be focused on, on what you're doing. But um, also part of it, we shouldn't, shouldn't leave him out, um, was the CEO and founder of um, Dibia Dream, who is a guy called Brandon Okpalobi. Uh, I'm not sure if I said his name right, but um, so that's one of the non-profit organizations in Miami that was meant to benefit from this charity event. And he'd not played, apparently, ever. Yesterday was the first time he started trying to swing a golf club. Uh, so he stood up there and had a go with a driver. 
and was actually like did really well. He hit, he hit it straighter than anyone else really did because they were trying to hammer it miles. Um, he hit a couple of really good ones, but you could see again about the competitive edge that was in it mm. was that Lewis then hit this really good chip, um, as you were just referencing Bretto, and it was very close, and everyone like like cheered and he was really happy and he sat down and laughed that he's like well I've got to win something at the moment because obviously yeah. it's in the car not going so well uh, and then uh, Brandon got up and out well his first chip didn't go so well so he had an extra go and he was allowed to and he nailed it with that and you could almost see them being like oh well, it was only because he had another go wasn't it it was like no, no you said he could do it and he absolutely nailed it um, so yeah I think sometimes it's just that people are naturally talented at things and, and us three really really aren't I think, that's, I think that's fair. I, I, I was trying to think of a repost to defend ourselves, but I don't have one. Um, but there are a lot of people like that at school, aren't there? When you're, when you're like 15, there's always one or two kids who just every sport they play, they're the best player. We had a kid at school who was the best rugby player, the best football player, was like the second best cricket player, pretty sure was amazing at boxing and like a bunch of mixed martial arts. And it was just like, look, you know what? And I think was actually really good at most subjects as well. So I was like, and I don't know what happened to them. Um, his name was Lewis Hamilton. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it's always very frustrating. Yeah, I am jealous of people. Our jealousy is coming through on the pod. Um, but I can't help but go and watch sporting events. And I might even tonight go and watch some basketball just because we're in Miami and it's on. I'm because sure you will. Like I said, been flat out. So I might go watch some basketball. Yeah. I, I've got one question for, for Mr. Bretto, who I still can't see. Uh, you've been to the circuit already, yes, right, sir. guys? And I haven't been up there yet. Um, on account of all the on account of all the busyness that we've been has been had, am I right in saying that? Did you say that to me earlier, or did I make that up? Yeah, so I've been to the circuit. I've had a quick look around. Um, How's it looking? Yeah, going into the well, firstly, just driving up to the stadium, and I've never been um, to Miami before. The Hard Rock is an imposing stadium, so you sit from miles away, and then you get up close, and it is giant. And then I had a look inside. You can go all the way up, up to the top. Um, and then walk in and kind of in and around the inside bit. And they've actually got like a mini amphitheatre on the pitch in the middle, as well as like a load of hospitality units. Um, and it's a pretty special uh, place. I'm looking forward to doing a proper track walk to go see the marina that everyone's talking about that isn't a marina. Um, <laughs> Told you be the one water. thing that I'm getting from this, <laughs> but the one thing that I'm getting from this place is they've genuinely thrown everything at it. Like I imagine, having not had the chance to watch that many American sports, this is how you do American sporting events. Um, it, I feel I felt like it was pretty special um, to be there. So yeah, I think it's, I think we're in for one hell of a weekend. Yeah, I agree. And the, let's let's address this marina controversy, right? Because everyone, well, I say everyone. Lawrence Edmondson, who's just sat behind me, diligently working away, did make the point to me in the car uh, that it's probably just people on Twitter who are complaining about this marina, right? But this is kind of just how Americans do sport. They make everything a bit weird and fun and kind of just zany. And it's because, like we've spoken about before with Formula One, like it should be fun at the end of the day. Like that's the first thing sports should be is fun, entertaining. And sometimes you look at it and look. Let's be honest. I looked at the marina, and especially as we hats off to Medland, who did call that it would be fake water on the last pod. It does look properly a bit naff, but yeah, I kind of like it. Like I, I'm not going to lie. Like it looks naff, and I'm 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 I like it. I hope they keep it forever because everyone's going to be like, I hate that. And it's like great. I, I, I'm glad you. I'm glad you hate it. It's fun. Like people should be people like the fact that people are so are so irate about a fake marina is just funny, and the, the organizers should be like, you know what we're going to do next year? We're going to have two fake marinas, and they're going to be just as naff. And then when we come here in ten years, all it is is a fake marina. It's just a race. They've, they've demolished the Hard Rock Stadium, and it's just a fake marina. And they're like, and we've just got a ten-year deal, a ten-year extension deal, and we're going to make the <laughs> we're going to make the lap twice as big. And there's going to be one big fake yacht here, and you're going to have to watch that. That's what I would do if I ran this place. 
if anyone wants to tune into my podcast about why I'm not a businessman or an F1 <laughs> promoter, that will be next week. But uh, there, yeah, there you go. Well, that's to go with your Gator Tunnel idea. Gator Tunnel. Well, Gator Tunnel would, would, save, would probably save the race from all of my bad decisions. Because like, whatever this nutcase does, at least he's got that Gator Tunnel thing going on. That's true. I mean, t- to be fair, I'm with you. I'm like, well, so what? As, as long as the... Oh, I've just been totally distracted by a massive crow stealing half of someone's lunch and flying into a palm tree with it and just hiding up there with what I think is... It might have, it might have been a pastry, but it was big. Nate's looking for it. He can't see it. It's just me. Um, but just so everyone knows, that's the kind of info. I, I can't see. I can't see this. I think Meadows is just distracting from my from my my chat. This, that's the sort of insight that people wanted on this pod. Um, yeah, I, I'm like, well, so what? As long as the race is good. The thing is, as well, it will probably look okay on TV. Yeah, the exactly. Cars are flying past that, you won't really notice it or see it, but it will just be a better backdrop than an empty car park. But I'm kind of like, well. You know, so what? I think it's partly because people get to see how the cookie's made. So they've seen it be built and how it's come together and how yeah. fake it is in that sense. But so much stuff is. It was Sean Kelly made the point last week about the way they'd spray grass green where it was kind of dead grass or whatever. And um, at loads of tracks, or like he's, I think he said it at Melbourne or whatever. And I was like, yeah, the amount of times I've run a track and the grass is being, um, is being painted is ridiculous. I'm trying to point to Nate that the crow's back. And trying, he's back on the table. Like that is actually a massive crow. Yeah, he's picking Huge. away at something. Look, he's 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 having a little nibble and he's off. Got something else. Um, so there you go. Crow watching with Chris Medlin. That's my new podcast starting <laughs> Thursdays Eastern time. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I, uh, ignoring the crow chat, I, I'm just like people will get over it as long as the race is good. People won't care actually what's around the, the circuit unless they were there themselves and they probably paid for it so they know what they're getting. And also, it's the first race, isn't it? It's the first time they've done this event. So they're allowed, I think, if you're, if you're still making, if you're still doing silly things at like your sixth year of your race, it's like, come on, guys, you know this doesn't work now, right? It's the first year, like, try things, you know? You're excited. Like, I, I think a, peop- a bunch of people in a, me- in a meeting probably did come up with that idea and it's probably, they probably, now they've seen the feedback, will be like, let's do something different next year. But they tried it, didn't work, whatever, move on. Yeah, Make we'll it see. bigger next year, and then bigger the year after. Listen to the pod. Yeah, it's the th- only way. Yeah, th- we we will save every race. We are their future. Um, but <laughs> say, say, I think it's about time Beretta saved us from ourselves. I think so. I think I think Beretta. I can tell yeah. by his silence that he wants to get out. No, chaps. I'm mostly worried about you getting too sunburned, mate. I'm think worried I- about Meadows getting eaten by a crow. <laughs> yeah. So- <laughs> the crow. To be honest, just before he flew off, he looked over at Meadows and he was like. <sighs> I didn't hear him make the noise, but that's just the vibe he gave me. Uh, and oh, Meadows is coming back. Lazar, we better, we better, better rap quickly. He's headed straight for Medlin. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to make you stop. Oh my God, he's eating. No, Medlin's dead. Medlin's dead. He's got him. <laughs> Medlin's being chomped to death by a crow and a gator now. And on that bomb, and on that bombshell, we'll call it quits there. Um, thanks very much, chaps. It's been a pleasure. And thanks to everyone who is still listening. Please remember to hit the subscribe button and follow us on our social channels at The Pad Hoc. You can read Nate's work on ESPN.com, Meadows' work on Mesa.com, and my work on F1.com. And we'll do this again very, very soon, providing Meadows is still alive. I am alive. You're right. I'm still here. Oh, my God. Just, Good off you. Just I thought the crow had got you. I'm I survived. staring at a, at a zombie. Podcast Network.